There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hard Hide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location... To get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Hi, guys. This is Jono Barnes. That's Jono, Ralph, not Jono. And you are watching Saints Happy Hour, the number one Saints fan club and community in the world, featuring everybody's favorites, Ralph, Andrew, Dave, and Kevin. You guys are going to love this show. Who that? And cut. Good trick, Jono. Well done. You ever watch that show? Not at all. Have you? Nah, I'm not here with that. This Ralph guy. I always mispronounce his name, so whatever. This has got time. Let me actually. Here's my question. <laughs> wow. I really need to do my research before I sign off on these contracts. No wonder Champagne blocked them. Hell, no wonder Champagne left. After watching that, being a Falcons fan won't be too bad. <sighs> oh! Everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. All right, we got him. I try to get the best guests. I wrangle him, I, and I finally got him. The man who you just heard is open, John L. Barnes. I don't even know how to, like, introduce you. You're just like, I feel like you and Devin hold the mayo like you are the comedy kings of New Orleans like no one is doing kind of what no one does what you do Jono like you make Saints comedy in a way I mean we have fun on this podcast but we're not out here making videos and like thinking of bits and writing scripts and doing it comedy just happens by accident because I'm an idiot and we have Kevin and all that but your comedy like you work really hard at it and I'm just glad to have you on I feel like you uh you're like you're like one of the, the Mount Rushmore people for Saints Twitter, I feel like. That is a hell of a compliment. <laughs> I was about to give you some shit because you said, Oh, you, you try for the best guests. I say, Well, keep trying. If I'm one of your best guests, you gotta keep trying around G's. But I appreciate the professionalism. Most so than even a compliment of being on the Mount Rushmore of Saints content creators. The fact you got my name right, Ralph. Good well- job. It took me, I, I bit before I started the video, I wrote it down. Little, syllable practice is hard. It's a little cold, huh? It's like a cold day in hell. You got a name right. Jeez. It's, in my old age, I'm working hard, but like you do a lot of video and you help. The thing is, the intro, you helped me. So, like, you gave me, like, like you, you laid it out for me. 
I'm terrible with names and and I will not lie, like I'm a like in in like you know, I've had the same job for a while, but like in job interviews, you ever go to like I remember when I was younger and I interviewed at this job and they had like this woman and they called her like three different names. And I'm just like sweating and like, I don't know what to call her. And it's, and it's panic time. And it's not like the bit now where like people like think it's funny when I mess up, mess up their name. When you're getting, when you're shooting for a job, you, you gotta get that name right, baby. And I was like, Oh, but, but okay. So it's you're in three years. I've been doing this route people still call me Jono. So Phil, no worries. Don't, well, don't worry no. about it. It's, you know, I think, you know what it is, Jono, it's it, when we see, when we see John, like we, it's instinctive. Like we have to have the H in there somewhere. And if you yeah. don't have the H, we, it like throws us off. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But you know, the reason why my parents did not give me the H is because they wanted <laughs> me to be special. Right. So they say, we're not going to give him an H for Jonathan. We're going to give him a regular right. J-O-N. Uniqueness. And then you they be say, unique. you're going to be even more special because there's a thousand to <laughs> billion to a billion Jonathans out there, but there's only so many few Johnos. And you're looking right. at now the one and only. Okay. So how do you, like, we got into the podcast game just like, I don't know, 2007, I think, just by 2008, we just by accident, right? And we we got lucky and we've, we've built an audience, but you came along and I saw just sort of stumbled into your videos and Twitter. I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. You know, how did you decide, like, I'm going to do this? I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to do, and not only that, I'm going to do sports comedy, which the Saints gives you a lot of it gives you maybe a lot of material, but it also gives you a lot of pain. So like, how did you, how were you like, I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm getting on the internet. I'm making these videos and maybe people will watch them. Maybe they won't. Well, it's, and it's funny because I knew you, Ralph. I mean, I, I'm a diehard Saints fan, obviously. I knew you even before the podcast days. Like, you know, it's kind of cool to be being interviewed by you right now. Not to make you feel old, but like when I, I am old. It's in my right. teen so days, old. you know, like I'm following you, like just as a general reporter. Um, and all your work with uh, Kenny Wilkinson and Buddy oh, D. I mean, I know, I, I know your That's history. That's right, Kenny Wilkinson, baby. So let me tell you, man. Rest in peace. Right. So, um, uh, it, it's been um, and one. It's an honor, honestly, truly. All jokes aside, like this is cool, like to be in this yeah. space now where I'm uh, uh, a colleague of yours, if you want to yeah. use that word, uh, just a uh, actual, you know, like we're contemporaries together. Mm -hmm. Um, it was in the midst of the pandemic, and I always felt like I had something to offer when it came mm -hmm. to the content creation space. But laziness always got the best of me, and I just never <laughs> took that leap forward to, like, actually put myself out there. Um, and then finally, it was um, in the midst of the pandemic, you know, everybody's kind of stuck at home. Now, this was kind of during the period of the pandemic where the world was open a little bit, but it was still kind of, you know, stay in your house mostly and, you know, try to limit how much you're out and about. So I say, man, Jono, uh, if I'm not going to do this content stuff now, like, I'm never going to do it. And I don't want to go to sleep every night tossing and turning, wondering if I could have been a success putting out content. So I took the leap of faith, Ralph. And it wasn't like I say even that I was going to focus on strictly the Saints and sports locally here in the New Orleans region and Louisiana altogether. I kind of had like doing everything at the wall. I was doing vlogs. I was doing <laughs> my first YouTube video was a, a how-to video on how to make your dog 
tilt her head. Like I was going throwing everything against the wall. I'm like, I'm just selling myself as Jono at this point. But obviously, my passion for the Saints and for the Pelicans and whatnot is going to show because like I'm that's that's you're, not you're, act, that's not nothing for the camera. I, I want to say that's when I found you in the pandemic. Like you were doing Sean Payton bits, the Sean yeah, Payton bit at yeah. the door. At I, the door. I oh, want to say Ralph. No, I, I think the first one though was uh, and it, and it's kind of crazy. Like one of my first videos uh, that I put out for the Saints blew up on Twitter, which is like amazing. Like that's like yeah. your first bat as a rookie and you hit a home run. I did a draft video where I kind of made fun of all the crazy reactions right. that fans have during the draft. Like you hate a pick that you never heard of the player before. <laughs> like, uh, and so I, I, I cheated a little bit. I remember this vividly. Like I, because this was when I only had about 600 followers. So I wasn't a known figure in mm. the social media world and the Saints fan base mm. at all. So I was like, I got to. And I don't like doing this. Like, and I don't even know if I recommend it, but I'm going to have to add all of the major Saints people on social media, hoping that they share it so that now at least people start discovering who I am. The first one that I add when I, I, I add like 10 names in the replies to this draft skit was Saints forecast. I say I got maybe Ralph is going to share my stuff. The next morning, Ralph, you share my stuff like two or three of the other accounts did. And then like my numbers just yeah. overnight well, and i was like a, whoa god here's a here's the thing like a ton of people always dm me stuff and i'm like here's the thing like you and 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 this is this is not this is this might make you feel bad but maybe it'll make you feel good but like i'm like everybody else like i give you like 15 seconds <laughs> and like if you don't get if you don't get me in 15 seconds i'm like nah. and you got me i was like Dude, that's funny and so like i'll share it the thing that I love about you is that I feel like a lot of people, when they when they cover the Saints and they and they want to be, they you know they want to be the next like serious journalist, right? And I like I, I don't aspire to be a journalist. We're just having fun in this podcast. And the thing I love about you is you embrace that we're lunatics. Yep. You know, you know the Saints. We we are Pelican fans. Saints, we are lunatics. We 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 are fucking lunatics. The Saints, we're out. We're out. They're down seventeen seven. We're completely out. Two touchdowns later, Shahid scores twenty one seventeen. We're, we're back all in we're all the way back in. And you don't even you don't even pretend to be a normal person. You're just like I am a lunatic. So are you. That's why this video is funny because you know in your heart you're just like me. And I like that. I like the fact you and Devin, like, and like, don't pretend like that you're above being like, oh, I'm a player of Saints fan. I don't do no, 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 man. We know, we know that we're lunatics. And I think that's why I think that's why your stuff connects to people. You, I think there's a space for that too. Like you have your serious journalists who, who yeah. provide tremendous value to the teams that you want to follow. But then mm. there's a section where you just want to follow a fan and like have, mm -hmm. you know, live and die with the voice of that fan and knowing like you, you use the word lunatic. It's the, the word that I use is fanatic. Like fanatics is being a fanatic is you're going to be hypocritical. Like one minute you're going to be like, this team is whack, blow it up. Time to fire everybody. The next minute you're doing cartwheels in your house because the Saints made an amazing. I mean, listen, the Pels were the Pels were down what they were down. And they 19. just won. And so they just the won. They were down nineteen. Looks... And I was I literally had almost tweeted out. We I but I didn't. It's in my draft. I I almost <laughs> tweeted out. We need to talk about Willie Green. <laughs> like and now three and, then, and one. 
I'm buying finals tickets. You know what? Like, we might lose to Detroit tomorrow. And you can we buy, you know what? We need to talk about, but that's fanaticism, man. And that's the, the beauty of it. And I always say, like, you know, maybe the players out of front office sees our stuff and sometimes they might roll their eyes at like how hypocritical or stupid we sound. But that same fanaticism is the reason why they have jobs, right? Like, it's the reason yeah. why this is a billion dollar conglomerate between the Saints and the Pelicans and all the sports franchises in general. I just like to have fun with it. Like, my skin, sometimes they may not even be funny to people, but they are relatable. Like, people see yeah. themselves in me if i be, somebody gave me a good compliment and say jonathan you'll become the avatar of saints fans and i take that like it is very, with pride like i'm like yeah i, I hope you guys like... see yourselves in me and in the content i put out and in all the tweets i put sometimes and i throw a fine line ralph sometimes on twitter or x between like being a serious analysis sometimes and like actually giving yeah. solid debate or like points that i'm talking about because i actually do I'm, people might be shocked that I actually am like kind of smart to the game, no. but I also play a character sometimes where like I'm purposely just being silly, fanatical, hypocritical, and whatnot. But that's the fun, like you know, this shit more than the game. But it's, it's entertainment. Right. It's fun. Like have fun with it, folks. It's you not like we're not talking politics. We're having fun with it. It's cool to disagree. It's cool to feel how you feel. And I'm sure me and you are gonna dive into that conversation a little bit deeper soon. But like, ha be fun. Have fun, no, y'all. And I love I that you preach that. I love your this shit more than a game. I love I love it. Like it I, I think like when you become even bigger and you'll give a TED talk about how to do it because I think like it it says that like you really care. And maybe we shouldn't. Like maybe, maybe it shouldn't be more than a game, but it is. Like we can like last year when the Saints blew that lead to Tampa. I literally like oh, I was on the floor. Me. I'm on my I'm on my hardwood floor and my wife was like, Are you a child? Come on. And I'm like, no. I, you just let me be. I need, I need uh, a day. I, I might need a day. I might just sleep out here. And I was like, this means shit more than a game. It made it what, what is it about our wives and not understanding that, Ralph? I'm sure you've seen the stuff with my wife. Oh my, like what? What do they not understand? It's shit more than a game, man. She understands it with the. She understands it when it comes to the Astros. Uh, she, she's a lunatic about it. Um, but shout football, out to the Rangers, huh? Well, she just like <laughs> she's like rooting hard against the Rangers. But like the thing is. The thing is with her, she like, because I'm super positive about the Astros. And she's like, why aren't you as positive about the Saints as you are about the Astros? I'm like, well, when the Saints go to seven straight yeah. NFC championships, maybe I'll be positive about the Saints. I tweet that often. I say, like, give me a run like the Patriots had. Because I remember yeah. when we beat the Patriots a few weeks ago oh, and like their fans were like, a hot mess and they were booing the team and whatnot. And I was like, man, if I run through a 20 year era where my team wins six Super Bowls, I believe, I don't know. Cause I've never been in that spot. I would love for the football guys to test me. And <laughs> let me see. If I'm <laughs> Give me, I wanna try, but, let me try it out. But I'm pretty sure out. I'm going to be cool. Like four years into the post era of like being back to with the regular teams is going to be like, all right, I just lived through six Super Bowls. I, I'm on smooth sail and the rest of the uh my fandom but you know well, we'll see if we ever get to live that type of thing i will say this though ralph like this shit more than a game though i promise people like i didn't like sit down with my wife and we brainstormed like what's slogan yeah. like, like it was organic it was actually a pelican skit that i did and i say this yeah. is more than a damn game and people yeah. this was doing our playoff run against the suns uh two years ago people were like yeah you're right it is more than a game and i was like hey that's actually something like that's catchy but also like it's true like it's 
This is how we feel oh. down here in New Orleans about our teams. And then the next skit that I did, I was doing like a skit after every Pelicans playoff game. I say this shit more than a game, and then it just took Boom. a life of its own. Well, so I love it because it's organic. It's not like something that I just made no, up. Sure people, it's something like it happened organically because I say it's for the fans, by the fans. I might be the avatar of it, but this is a legitimate lifestyle here in the New Orleans and Louisiana area. When, when the Pels got Zion... I literally just, I was so excited in my house. I left Andrew a voicemail that we got Zion and people thought that was like planned. And like, I'm like, <laughs> no, man, I was just like, I don't even watch college basketball. I saw like, I knew who Zion was. I watched him at Duke. He was amazing. And like the Pels getting him, I was just euphoric over it. And I just lost my mind for like 30s. <laughs> the funny thing was Andrew forgot about the draft. And, you know, because the, Pel the Pelicans had like a 0.7% chance of getting Zion, right? right? So, like, we're like, whatever. He forgot about it. He's at his kid's basketball game. And he's like, he's like, I listened to this voice. You, you're a lunatic. <laughs> but that's where that's where the best stuff comes. So I, I, I'm going to be right quick. I, I'm mad, though, that I was not a content creator during that time because I watched it live, obviously, the draft live, and I oh, streamed the I'm sure like, And I don't know if people know I was actually a ball boy for the Pelicans for 13 years. So I was still a Pelicans employee, technically, like when that lottery happened. So I actually my last year as a ball boy was during the Zion era when he missed the beginning of the season, but he closed it out before the pandemic hit. So um I have a special spot in my heart. I mean, that's probably like, I mean, I know it's not an actual game, but that's that moment is probably the happiest moment the Pelicans have ever given me. Yeah, like even yeah. more than even more than sweeping Portland. I was like, it was great. I mean, was, but that's what that, sports it's is. The feeling of hope, right? Like you got hope again. Oh, it's that's like all you it's like fan. It's the hope. It's like it's like it, like the like uh like like if hope was it's like the the crack version of hope. You just like get an eye off of it. But no, I, I'm gonna be honest. You know, me and you, we 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 love each other. So we we argue over Twitter. And I'm mm -hmm. gonna tell you, all the people that argue with me over Dennis Allen, you were the one. Like you convince me, and I give it. Like I admit, Dennis Allen is not a good coach, and I admit that he like his best case scenario is he's gonna be Mike Zimmer. Like that's mm -hmm. the absolute best case, and that ain't great. Like Mike Zimmer, like nobody's like building a statue for Mike Zimmer. And you, you sort of convinced me, but my thing is with Dennis Allen, like I got to root for him. I know he's probably not going to succeed, but I'll just root for him. And then I'll root for the next guy. Like I, like I don't control it. And I, the thing is, I cannot, I cannot root for Dennis Allen to lose right now, uh -huh. Jono, because the saints are four and four. And even this is this is how I know my pettiness in New Orleans will never go away from me. You could tell me, you could lay out a perfectly plausible scenario that like the Saints losing would be better for the long term. And you could lay out a future for them that would be mm -hmm. better. But I'd be like, I don't care. I can't <laughs> have Atlanta win the 2023 NFC South. I can't have it. I can't like. I cannot have it. And if it means Dennis Allen wins and I have to suffer more mediocrity on the back end, I don't care. Like I have to, I, I can't have the Falcons win in the South this year. I can't. And I know it might not be long-term and I know Dennis Allen might not be good, but I, I got, I, I can't have Arthur Smith and his stupid mustache and his stupid offense. I can't have them win it. I can't.
the this shit more than the game is strong in you. Let me tell you, I don't think Dennis Allen is a bad coach. I always argue he's not a good head coach. I feel like a head coach does levels to it, right? Like, and you make this point all the time, and I absolutely agree. As a defensive guy, amazing. That I would actually like be if he ever eventually does flame out, which I feel like. I mean, like you say, if his peak is Mike Zimmer, that's actually a compliment to Dennis Allen. <laughs> but, okay. uh, that means eventually uh, he's going to flame out and we're going to have to start anew. Um, well, no, I would be it. sad that, okay, our defense is probably going to take a step back because this guy is an incredible defensive mind. I feel like we kind of lose sight of that these past two years because we focus on his negatives as a head coach that we don't really realize just like how amazing the defensive game plan is week to week and even when they struggle like he usually gets it together and like we're stifling the Texans offense after getting ran on them in the first <sighs> half like we're stifling them in the second half the coast office we're stifling them when it's uh when he makes his adjustment he's an amazing defensive mind I will never take that away from him should he ever do get fired he's probably going to be the highest he's getting fired he's getting every me I don't know how old you are. I'm 47. I'm going to live to 90. The Saints are never going to have another coach like Sean Payton in I'll my lifetime. That I've that he's, that he's gonna. I mean, I hope we're wrong, right? Like, I don't. I hope we're wrong. Like, it'll be peak. cool. Like, like but, they can have Dennis can retire and get like 90. Yeah. I don't know, but that ain't gonna happen. Here's what I argue. Here's what me and Ralph argue a lot about, and, and I used to work argue like loosely because like me and Ralph are friends, folks. So like you know when you see yeah. your friend, like it's it's a hearty discussion. It's it's fun. Like we're not. Yeah. That's the problem with Twitter sometimes. Like people that you don't know, like come at you when you have an opinion that's different from theirs of football, and they come at you like. And I know you get it all the time, but like scathing. And I'm, I'm like, like, dude, me and like, you had this we're conversation. Just, we're like, just talking. We're just yeah, talking but if I had the same but... conversation with you, stranger, at a barbershop or at like a restaurant, it would be a civil conversation. But yeah. something about social media just makes people just go from one to 100. It's like, That's right. all right, y'all, slow down. I- I've learned that in the past three years as a public figure, Ralph. Um, right. But with me and you, like, when we debate, like, it's a hearty discussion. And I'm never, like, mad or angry at you or anything. I'm just like, hey, this is something that me and Ralph are just going to have to keep arguing down until one of us is out of proof. I'm arguing. You and I've accepted no, no, it. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm cheering for Dennis Allen too. Like, and I said that with each loss, I feel a bit of contentment. And I'm like, okay, well, at least that means we're one step closer to finally just being done with this era. Um, but I'm the same way as you, right? We beat the coach, and I'm like, damn, maybe we're we back in, back in, baby. Time, maybe we turned the corner for real this time, and now we got the Bears without Fields, and we got the Vikings without Cousins and possibly Jefferson. Maybe he's finally going to get it together. I'm cheering for him, but I think where me and you really disagree is that you often say, and I respect it 100 your your stance on this is that you say, why are you fans not like enjoying these wins or having fun, or why are you guys like so downtrodden about like winning games? You should be enjoying it. My argument is always there's enough data on this regime that I'm not mad if a fan last Sunday was like mad that we beat the coach because they're just ready to be over with it. I think that there's multiple ways to be a fan and i'm not a fan of people who and i'm not saying you do this but like people who like gatekeep how fans should be like if you want to be the optimist fan be the optimist yeah, fan man. if you want to be the pessimist fan be a pessimist at the end of the day all of our money is the same color to yeah. get <laughs> in the population. so feel how you want to feel but um i don't I, mind how any fan I, feels about Dennis, Allen. I try to be. I try to be an optimist because I, 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 I forgot who said it, but I love. I don't know. You try, Ralph. You are. I, I am. I consider you an eternal I, optimist. I, really I try to be. But here's a, this is a this is a favorite quote of mine. It's some Russian philosopher. He says, "the the optimist only suffers once because the pessimist thinks about the bad thing happen, 
thinks about the bad things going to happen, waits for it to actually happen. It actually happens. Then you suffer twice because you suffer when you thought about it. Mm. And then when it actually happened, the optimist, you only suffer once. I never thought of that. I like that. I like that. My thing is my wife hates it because I will, I will literally like vomit up optimism at the saints. And I'll be like, make a play, make a play, make a play. And like, sometimes it works. And then you have like 2011, like the saints, like the, the 49ers are just driving down. I'm just like, make one play, do, it, do something, somebody. And it never happened. Uh, we, we, we've, um, <laughs> man, I, I, if I was making content during that 2017 to 2020 stretch of these heartbreaking playoff losses, I oh, probably have dude. a million followers by now, just from people who want to see I my mean, reaction to those plays, man. Cause I, I'm not trying to trauma upon Saints fans. We ain't got to talk about those. Bad. I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, no, Jono, I think, I think we are, I don't know what you, you would say, like, driving fast or careening i think the way 2023 sets up is the eight and eight saints and the eight and eight falcons yeah steel cage death match for the (laughs) nfc south and i'll tell you what you may laugh at me but if that was the that was the case i think it would be like a top five most important saints game ever super bowl 2018 NFC championship, 2019 NFC championship, <laughs> the playoff game with Atlanta and the Saints in 1991, and that game. Because, dude, if you lose the game, the Falcons would celebrate a division title mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the Dome. Like, I in the short give... term, yeah. I think in the short term, like, in that moment, you're going to feel like that. I yeah, think you got to let emotion subside. Worst week of my life. Five I'm years, be... we'll look back and say, okay, was it really a time? Like, it was a sh- you know, I'm assuming the Falcons will beat us. Was it, it was just a shitty moment, but it led to, you know, what was the fallout after that game? I will tell you this, Ralph. Like, say that scenario does come up, because you mentioned that on Twitter many times, that you feel like it's coming down to I do. week uh, 18 with us and the Falcons. I guarantee you, even the most pessimistic fan, once that game starts, it's going to be saying – we gotta beat this goddamn yeah. NFL. Like you'll be, even the one who wants this ad and gone. If oh, you got yeah. black and gold in your blood, right. you will be cheering for you'll the Saints be, that game. All I these Lord people be, I will. All these people, oh, I don't care. If they lose, we get rid of day. It'll be fine. I'm a, it doesn't matter. It doesn't get that game in the fourth quarter and the Saints are up four. You'll be like, God, I will do I will do whatever it takes. I will give up drinking. I will give up yeah, praying to God. Yeah, I'll, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that sounds like me. Because I'll be like, God, we gotta beat the Falcons. We can't lose to a Terra Heinke and oh, oh, Smith. Come on. Uh, uh. Dude, they lose dude. If they lose a division championship to take the to, 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 to the Heineken man, I will drive to Austin. And I will do whatever content you want to do to get. I know I'm gonna be in New Orleans for that one. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The content for that, no matter what, win or lose, is gonna be epic, right? Like if That's you right. beat the Falcons and you win an NFC South because you beat the Falcons in Week 18, the content's gonna be amazing. If we lose that game, oh god, I'm looking for. I'm gonna be binge watching every Saints content creator because I know that the rants. <laughs> mine is gonna probably be one of my greatest rants. Like Dennis Allen, you mother, you lost to the Falcons at home. Oh, it's gonna be. I have to have my wife take away my phone. Because I, I might, I might well, lose if, jobs. If it comes down to, to that, and we and we lose to the Falcons, do uh, do you feel like the fans are gonna basically? I mean, it's, we're fans, right? So we don't have that much power. But do you think like losing to the Falcons is gonna force 
Gail to like, I got to fire him because the fans are going to be like, that's a nuclear level heat that Dennis Allen will have. Losing a playoff, winning your end game at home to the Falcons. I mean, it was, it, I don't know that they would fire, they would fire Dennis Allen, but the whole offensive staff would have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's like, so like, like you, you got to make a sacrifice. Gail will have to make a sacrifice on the the altar for us. Like, (laughs) The front office is good at appeasing us fans. Maybe. Like, do you, you watch know, Game? Us to be. You wait. Would you watch Game of Thrones? I have. Don't hate me. No, no I never watched. No, it. they have the thing where they made her do. They I know made the it. woman do the Walk of Shame. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that thing. I know they enough about move, it. Yeah, we make Pete Carmichael do the Walk of Shame <laughs> through the quarter, and we just throw all the way to Denver, right? All we know the way to Denver. Seems like it's like, inevitable. Just, I mean, and, and that's the thing. How much? That's a great, that's a great segue. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know, I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hard hide strawberrywhiskey.com how much do you enjoy hate watching the broncos because i really do i was disappointed they beat kansas yeah, no, city i've enjoyed hate watching the broncos very much i think you are the number one hate watch of the broncos actually i'm not ralph i um like don't get me wrong like I, i'm sure for them to lose because i want the pick the to higher be as pick. high as possible and i'm glad we didn't trade it um this past week thank god um, for that. but I am, and I've been called, I mean, uh, Sean Payton apologizes. I've carried his water on. T- I'm rooting for, like, after the season, now that we'll be clear of any, like, picks, I'm going to be rooting for Sean Payton. I want him to succeed. I like him. He blocked me on Twitter, which is fine. He did block you on Twitter. <laughs> Why, what was the reason? What, what, did, what did you do? Did you make a Viking uh, joke? I think like, it was um, a skit that I did where I showed up to his house. I, that was the like, one. Yeah. That and, was um, good, He's not the great, first person to block me because they don't like great, That was a great skit, though. That was a, know, amazing. Was like, Sean Payton usually has like he had a sense of humor around this time. I thought he would enjoy it, but I guess no. I don't know. But uh, but I still to this day though, I carry his wallet on Twitter and I'm still defending him. And I'm like, you know, like you said, he's probably gonna be the great. I hope not, but he's probably gonna be the greatest coach we've ever had. So I was just shocked that fans were so in a rush to like see him going. Uh, I mean, you know how fans are like once he left us, fans well, once he left, he turned your back yeah. on us, and that's uh, when fanaticism yeah. comes in. Like, I'm sure. 10, 15 years from now, Sean Payne's going to be the man again. He deserves a statue, in my opinion. I mean, first coach to bring us a Super Bowl. Oh. He's a Saints Mount Rushmore. That's a real Saints Mount Rushmore guy. But I know right now in the interim, it's fun and it's exciting to hate on him, especially <laughs> when the pick is attributed to his name that we can um, utilize. But I'm not hate watching them, but I am enjoying their downfall, even though Saturday, Ralph, it looks like they're kind of getting better week by week. The past they are week. getting better. Like- like the thing is, is like the de- the the Kansas City game was a reminder to me that like he's such a good coach. Yeah. He's just not. He's not like he's incapable. It probably it would have probably been better for him 
to like liquidate the team at the trade deadline and like get a good quarterback. But Sean Cape, Sean Payton, he's like incapable of just being like, I'm going, I'm going five and 12. Like he's like, him and Mickey, him and he's going to drag, he's going to drag the Broncos to eight and nine. He, him gonna, and Mickey, they gonna, have that mindset. They are not going to be ever known as tankers, I guess. Do you think that, like, yeah, the, the funny thing was that the Raiders fired Josh McDaniel <laughs> and the de- general manager on hot. I woke up, I got today, I was like, fired. <laughs> yeah, you were having fun with that, especially because the Raider fans are. Dude, Raider fans, if I'm not mentioned, man, get out of here. Like, like, I'll take, I'll take it from like you. Or somebody like getting on me about Dennis Allen or Derek Carr. I'll even take a not Raider fans. Not after you get trucked <laughs> by the Bears. Like, no, don't even with that. Like, I'm just like, so they they fire both of them. But the funniest thing is Josina Anderson tweeted out, she's like, Yeah, they had a bunch of team. They she's like, one team texted me, they were trying to get a Raiders playmaker, and they got ghosted by the yeah. Raiders in the middle of the day. They wouldn't return text or phone calls about the trade. And you know that's Mickey Loomis. Yeah, what are the playmakers of the Raiders trading besides Costco, Costco, Lance Moore? And my takeaway from that instantly was, okay, I went to not even fan mode, but just analysis mode. Like, did we, do we need Hunter Renfro? Yeah. I mean, does, does he, he change the trajectory? Honestly, does he change the trajectory? If we would have, now if we would have gotten like a six round pick, sure. Like I would have been happy with it, but like, does he actually change? Does he play offensive line? I know, like D line and O line was the only two positions. That I was like, if we're going to make a trade, we got to go for those. Like, those are the only two positions that can actually the, give us an extra win, possibly. And like that win might the be the only thing win. I can think of for that for for Hunter Renfro in a serious football way. Jono is, I think if the Saints could have got him for cheap because they wanted to like the Raiders to pay like his whole salary, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the 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 thinking for Mickey Loomis was probably if we get Renfro. He's like insurance because right, right. you can see Derek Carr is starting to build the chemistry with Michael Thomas of, oh, any big moment, I'm throwing it to Mike. I'm throwing it to Mike. And Mike hadn't played in three years. He's been great this year. But I could see Mickey Loomis being like, you know what? Renfro can be like an insurance policy if something happens yep. to Mike and, and Derek needs a security blanket. Who cares about a six-round pick? That's good insurance. That's my only thinking there. Right, uh, I agree. But, I agree. But I, but it's like it's 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 hilarious to me that Mickey Loomis is like, is like what like, the hell? Like, did they, they start trick or treating early in Vegas? Like, yeah, I know, I know on? the feeling, Mickey. I've had many chicks that I thought I was going somewhere with, then they just stopped responding to you. Like, what the hell did I do? I thought we was on to something. Come on, huh? You know, you like, make a good point. Now I'm kind of sad that we didn't get Renfro because you're right. I mean, you just knowing our injury luck. I always expect the worst with the Saints. Like he would have been a damn good insurance to have. So kind insurance. Of Hopefully, maybe they, maybe they cut him. That'd be great for you us. You think right? like Mickey Loomis? He called like Derek Carr in his office, and he's like, "Hey, Derek, do you got? Do you have Josh McDaniels? Do you have his? Do you have a cell? Do you have Diggs Diggs Ziegler, the GM? Do you have a, like they have a back backup cell? Because I'm trying to get your boy Hunter, and they're just like they're not returning my texts, and we got Derek like, is nine, like yeah, we Josh got like Blackie. nine minutes to this trade deadline. <laughs> Derek's probably like, yeah, Josh blocked me, Mickey. I'm no help to you. We both got each other's numbers blocked after December. <laughs> and then, I mean, and the one thing I will say about the trade deadline, like seeing the Raiders fire their people, seeing the seeing the Giants not being able to get the paperwork in on time for a trade, it made me realize, like, as bad as as bad as the Saints are, and as bad as we're like stuck in this purgatory, like it could always be worse. It could always, always be. Worse. 
Always. <laughs> I tell myself that all the time when I'm feeling bad about the Saints, the Pelicans, LSU. I'm like, well, okay, who's the bad team right now? At least we're not them, you know, and that way I okay. force myself to sleep. Okay, <laughs> so you're an LSU guy too. I'm a – man, Any not – I'm Saints. It's levels, right? Saints is like yes. obviously top of the line. Pelicans is right below, but I don't, I'm not – Especially because I worked for the Pelicans for 13 years, so it kind of yeah, makes you, you that's your thing. less yeah. of a fanatic and sometimes more of an employee. So I'm kind of gradually getting back into that fanaticism side of being a Pelicans fan. But it's Saints, it's Pelicans, and the shoes a little bit below. But I'm you know like I, I watch the games and I'm emotionally invested. Tulane now too, but there's yeah. levels to it. But I chill for any Louisiana team because you know shit more than a game. It's more still more than a game. I still hate Saban, and the the best part of the best part of my hating Nick Saban, Jono, is my wife is a Dolphin fan. Ooh. And let me tell you something. You want to talk about the pure uncut hatred? Ask her about Nick Saban. I've seen you she, tweet about that. Is she, she from Miami? No, she, she, she's from Houston and the Oilers left and she's like, they left and I had to get a team. So yeah, like we she, were right down the corner. She didn't want to spin a block. Yeah, but I mean, like I in, in, in the nineties, man. <laughs> she's like, nah, man. She's like Dan Marino. I yeah, like Marino. That. Good shout but out to Marino. She hates Nick Saban. Hates. And like, so LSU Alabama, like she she hates Nick Saban so much. She roots for Texas A and M when they play. Mm-hmm. Alabama and she hates Texas A&M because Texas A&M you know this we'll say this Texas A&M people I love them but they're they're kind of weird like Texas A&M <laughs> people they're kind of weird like they, they they just are they have their military they they their what do they do they're 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 yelling that they do they're yeah what do they call the yell team or whatever yeah yeah no, yeah they're a little weird but she she so like that's a you know I I feel like my LSU fandom and this may be bad like ever since 2019. Like Brian Kelly, if he would just beat Nick Saban every year, like I'm perfectly fine with. That. <laughs> like, I mean, he 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 did last year. He did, did it last year. That's why we all in love with him, even though we didn't have the greatest of seasons. So if he wins Saturday, shit, no matter what happens the rest of the year, you're right. We'll be like, well, we beat Bama though. So, all right. So let's talk about the rest of this year because we, me and you, were like, hey, when are we going to do this? We're like, we'll do it at the midseason point. Yep, yep. What's been your like favorite Saints like storyline for the first eight weeks? Because they're kind of four and four, they're kind of mad, they're kind of up and down. But like, but what's your been like your favorite thing? Like, it can be content or it can be anything. What's your like favorite thing? I think from a, a positive standpoint, I'm really happy and excited for the growth of Carl Grandison. And yeah, he's uh, besides Lattimore, I might say he's the second best player on our team this year as far as consistency. And he oh, got definitely. paid. He's still playing good. You know, like sometimes you get, you get the like, let me, let me slow down a little Louise, bit. You know, I, got, I got the bag. Thank God we signed him when we did, right? Like every right. past week, his money would have went up. Um, So that actually might be like my favorite thing from a positive standpoint. Um, I guess from a content creation standpoint, it's kind of always when you want to just stroke your ego or pride, be like, I told you so as far as Dennis Athens. <laughs> this, this, I mean, we're at the mid-season point and we're four and four. And like, that's just the embodiment of Dennis. We're in purgatory. I've said it before. Like, we're just a team flowing in that middle ground. We're not too good. We're not too bad. We're just in that middle ground. We're boring. We're, we're finally kind of putting a little spice to the team the past few weeks that's yeah. a little more entertaining, even to the non-Saints fan. But I felt I've been preaching this 
for a while now. So that my, my I told you so moment. And I want to be wrong. I keep saying on my YouTube channel, like I will apologize to Dennis Allen and I'll make my apology as loud as my disrespect has been. But he has still, even though we're four and four in that, we look like I still feel like we're the favorites, right? At the midseason point. I do hundred percent. Sorry, representative in the playoffs. But he still has not proven me wrong. He's just been I... beneficial to a schedule that we should be. Six and two right now at worst. Like Sean Payne, I still don't know why he retired. I mean, I'm sure there's alternative reasons besides just being burnt out. But like, dude, you got the easiest division the past two years. Sean Payne would have been boosting up his Hall of Fame resume had he stayed. Like he would have been walking chat on these other NFC South coaches. But Dennis Allen is the guy we gave the keys to. And past two years, he's had this horrible division and he's not been able to do much with it. We're, We're four and four. We should be six and two, seven and one. That's like my I told you so moment in the content creation space. Well, I the thing that I think about Dennis Allen, and this is this is not my joke. This is my wife's joke. Last year, during the Tampa game, <laughs> the second Tampa game, she said to me, Dennis Allen looks like a dad at Walgreens at midnight looking for the right medicine for his sick kid. And he doesn't know which one to pick. And I can't get it out of my mind. Like, it's just, like, it's the perfect description of him. Like, when it's all going wrong, Jono, right? Like, in the text, like, game, like, it, like in the Green Bay game in the fourth quarter, when it's all going wrong and they show him, I'm like, he's at the wall. He's at the Walgreens and he's like, I need the kid. Did I need, did she say to get the kid? Did she say to get the kid's Tylenol? Or did she say to get the kid's Motrin? Like, which one do I need? And I just, that's what I think. You know, you know what he bought at Walgreens? He bought the um Just For Men. Oh, dude. So dude. that might be, that might be, he, but it's turning the season around. He's hiding his hair. He hey. went to Walgreens. Tell your wife, he wasn't looking for medicine. He was looking for He was looking for, he was like, that's he the thing. He like, found it. And now we got the brand new Dennis Allen. Is he, so when did he, he what's it? We got to have his record pre and post die job. Well, it's one and zero right now, right? He's like one and zero. I think. I mean, I noticed it when I when they posted the um, locker room video too, and I was like, I was like, oh, his hair looks different, and that's like the first time I feel like I've noticed him with a jet black. So I feel like this was the first time in his past two years, at least, that he's dyed his hair. So far, he's one and zero, and he has the opportunity with the next two games to possibly be three. You know, that this might become a thing. Like this might become a legitimate thing for fans. Like, oh, jet black, Dennis Allen hair. It's the man. That's the coach that we need. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if, if, if it starts, like, here's the thing. Like, imagine if they go on a run and they, they win like three or four, five in a row, and then it starts to fade. I mean, I'll, I'll count on you to bake the the golden content and be like, Hey, Dennis, I'm your biggest critic guy. You gotta, you gotta go in. I'm on it. I'm on it. You gotta get that. You gotta get that cleaned up, my man. I'm on it. Uh, We made that happen. (laughs) I mean, you say four or five games. Let's let's slow down. Let's let's get to three. I feel like the the next two is attainable, and then we'll then we'll go full fanatic, Ralph. Then we'll go full fanatic if we win the next two, and then we'll be like, hell yeah! Then we'll be like, oh dude, we turned the corner. I'll be I'll be insufferable. They beat the Bears. They beat Minnesota. They get a bye, and then they play Atlanta. It'll be the be a great November. I'm praying, Ralph. I'm going to the Minnesota game, so you know I'm walking into enemy territory. In oh Minnesota. wow! I'm I am to... praying that we went. We got it. I feel like this is the of the three games to pass this week, last week, and the next two. I feel like the Bears one was the easiest one. I'm like, we got to win that one. Like even if Fields was playing, I was like, that is a win on the schedule. Minnesota and the Apples, <laughs> I was like, can go either way. So I feel like we should win. I mean, Dennis Adams has always not. I don't know. Me. Like I, he's very, he's very. 
he's very haslety in like you don't you don't know what you're gonna get like you really don't like because i feel like i you know what i feel like it is i feel like pete carmichael like against the colts he had a really good plan and he cooked that defense and they had like mismatches that he could that he could like exploit but i feel like pete like he has a difficult time like in game sometimes they right. tweak it and it works but like sometimes pete it's like uh he just can't get it moving and he has a hard time adjusting so you don't know you don't know what you're going to get with the saints uh week to week but like i said at the beginning man the funny thing with the NFC South is I don't know if Saints fans realize it. Atlanta fans, they kind of low-key hate Arthur. I think they hate Arthur Smith more than we hate Dennis Allen. I really do. No, no shit. No shit. I know that they had like a lot of angst. They do. Ritter. They do because here's the thing. Like Dennis Allen, we hate him because he doesn't win. But he's boring as all hell. Like at his press conference, right? He just puts you to sleep. Like people on the on the podcast, like Ralph, when you had Sean Payton, you used to have Thomas play all these Sean Payton sound bites, and you don't do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, because Dennis Allen is boring. Like he never says anything interesting at all. Why am I gonna clip a? I'm gonna clip a 45 second soundbite of Dennis Allen, and you're you're either gonna gonna click something else on YouTube if you're watching it not live, or you're just gonna fall asleep. Like I'm not doing that. I'm here to make you stay, so you can watch. But Arthur Smith, he's like a jerk. They'll be like, why didn't you throw the ball to Kyle Pitts? And he's like, I'm not about fantasy football. I'm about winning. Well, and Atlanta fans are like, yeah, when's that winning going to start, Arthur? <laughs> so, like, I think they low-key hate. Like, I'm telling, like, if Atlanta doesn't win the division, that'll be three straight years of sucking for Arthur Smith. Like, we're talking about running DA out after two years. Like, I don't know. Like, is Arthur Smith, like, if he if he drops another, like, 7 and 10 and he goes 7, 10, 7, 10, 7, 10, is he going to get a fourth year? I hope he does. And stick with Desmond Ritter forever. He just he needs more time. They, he look, needs more time. They have the pieces, obviously. They do. Uh, they're, I mean, I, I, a lot of teams can say that. We're a quarterback away, right? Like, we said that last offseason, and then we got Carl, and we felt that we were ready to take the leap. Um I will say this though, like you, you mentioned how uh, they've just not been good so far under Arthur Smith and, you know, hate to say it, uh, Terry Fondo. And it does go to your point uh, and a lot of people's points, like how fans, even me sometimes argue, man, just blow it up, let's start over. But we know that, uh, even, as you were pointing out, that doesn't guarantee success. And you always argue when you say, when fans are like coming at you saying, ah, you're just backing, you're Mickey Loomis apologist, and it's been time to blow it up. And you're like, okay, well, look at Chicago. They've tried to rebuild for the past, what, six years now. Look where they're at right now. Look at the Falcons. They actually did kind of do a, a softer rebuild than, you know, a major rebuild. But look where they're at Damn. three years into the – look at the Panthers. This was like a, their second rebuild in the past, I believe, four <laughs> That's years. Right. They look worse – I mean, they look worse than last year. So it's Frank like – Reich is a fraud. Rebuilding, He's a fraud. I, I, I always give you this credit. Like, you're right. Rebuilding or turning it down does not – automatically guarantee and you can do this more to like the cap nerds and everything that who just hate the saints because we god forbid like we're a franchise that likes winning games you know we yeah. don't maybe do it in the most conventional ways or the ways that they like it but you're right uh rebuilding doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're gonna you know hit a home run when you I, go up to bat i just think to me if the saints were in a different division if the circumstances were different 
I would be more open to a rebuild. Like if the Saints were in the AFC, if the Saints were in the AFC West, I'd be like, listen, you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, whenever they get a good coach, who, by the way, that coach is terrible. Like, I'm like, those are elite quarterbacks. Like you need to rebuild. You need an elite quarterback. Jono, I look at the, I look at the NFC, NFC, and I'm, listen, you, you make fun of me because I'm the internal optimist, but I look at it as like, Philadelphia is really good, but like I see a scenario where like the Saints get in the playoffs and like Derek Carr, Derek, go ahead, go ahead. Derek Carr gets on a heater and we're (laughs) laughing and we're like, you were like, hey, San Francisco, you you played great defense, but Rashid Shahid hit two bombs on you. I'm just saying, my pick. My peak scenario is like, okay, we win NFC South. Maybe we'll get Dallas, right? Everybody's assuming Dallas is going to be the fifth seed because uh, Philly's probably uh, most no likely to win the division. Uh, and if we beat Dallas, like you said, like, it's all worth it, right? Like the past two years was worth it. We beat Dallas in the Superdome in the playoffs. That would be an amazing thing. I don't – that. I, I don't know. Maybe the they can convince me the next two okay. weeks. What's the funniest scenario for you the last – nine weeks what's the fun like the what's that we know what the best is what's the funny what's the funniest i think you mentioned it like we you know up down we we continue this up down thing so it's like we're just constantly going through like this roller coaster like when we go up the next week we're back down and saying fire everybody and next week we go back up and saying oh we got a shot and then it comes down to week uh week 18 with us and the falcons and winner take all like whoever wins that game goes to the playoffs and i think that would be extremely fun because then it would just show like as crazy as the past 17 weeks have been the whole damn city of New Orleans will be united in that one moment. But like, we got to whip the Falcons' ass. Who gives a shit if it means another year of dinner's and we're all going to come together? By y'all as a fan base. I mean, they, they flex that, that game. Hilarious. They'll flex like, that game this Sunday win night. that game, of course, because now I'm thinking best case scenario. And then we get uh, Dallas and we actually beat them. You know, maybe we get our little uh, Beast Quake type version game. Oh man, you! I would be like Ralph was right. Like, even though this is think... mediocrity the past, like it's all worth it when you get moments like that as a fan. I think the funniest scenario, eight and eight Saints, eight and eight Falcons, Falcons up six, two seconds left. And we're like, I can't believe they lost this game. Dennis Allen, pack up your shit. Pete Carmichael, pack up your shit. Hail Mary, Saints win. And then everybody's like, okay, we won the South. They're going to get their head kicked in. They win a playoff game again. And we go from, we were literally... Going to storm airline. Fire everybody. <laughs> we were going to fire everybody, and a hail mary completely changed our outlook 180 degrees. It the football be, guys do owe us too. The football it, guys owe us yeah, a moment. It would like be the that. most Saints. It would be the most Saints fan thing ever, right? Like you, you literally have your video of Da pack up your shit. You have it loaded on Twitter. You made it in the fourth quarter because they were losing. You have yeah, it loaded you, up. You have it loaded up, and they hit a Hail Mary and and you have to ditch it. You know what I think of? And this is probably because it was the most recent example of it, but the uh, the 2019 Titans, right? And I went to that game in Tennessee. We beat them. Like, we beat them pretty good in that game. And like, I remember their fans were just over it, leaving that stadium. Uh, and they had a win and you're in game against the Texans the next week. They won that game. Next thing you know, we're eliminated by Kirk Cousins the week after the AFC Championship game. And I'm like, good Lord. Like, it just shows you, like, how crazy, like, these things in sports can happen. And I always just kind of stick to that when I'm like, okay, if the eight and nine or nine and eight Saints do make the playoffs, maybe, you know, we go on we're this fun Titans we're... run. Like, next thing you know, you're blanking. You're like, 
Holy shit, Derek Carr in the Saints and the NFC Championship? That's dude, right. That would be amazing. That's I'm not counting we're on due, it, but that would be due, amazing. We're due from, for some stupid – we've had so many playoff heartaches. We're due for something stupid good in the playoffs. Yeah. And I just feel like the funniest NFL scenario for the year, the funniest thing, Jono, is Derek Carr in the Super Bowl. In Vegas. In Vegas, and they 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 pan over to Mark Davis in the box, and he's watching Derek Carr, his old quarterback, playing in his stadium in the Super Bowl, and they're like, "Mark, that must be difficult for Mark Davis watching his ex quarterback. Hopefully, the next coach he hires will be will be better, and the, the Raiders will be on the right track." And like his he's got the bad haircut, he's got the jumpsuit like his dad. Like I just feel like that would be the most hilarious outcome to end the Saints season. I think I, if you told me if you told me I could have that, I might give up years off my life for that scenario. <laughs> it's shit more than a game. <laughs> it is. I'm not going to lie. Like just like that, like if I was going to live to be like 75, like you could, if you gave me that, I you bump me down to like 72, 71. I'm cool. I it would be worth it. That would definitely be fun for Saints fans. I don't know about Roger Goodell and them, but it would definitely be fun. It's nice to it's nice to think about fairy tales sometimes, Ralph. It's nice to think about fairy tales. I tell you what, I guarantee you, had we lost that game to the course of the this conversation, me and you no, have never wasn't even I just have a bottle of hard height with me, and I would just be like, it would just be you'd be my therapist. I'd be like, you were right. Yeah, and it yep. sounds is trash. The, the amazing, I never should have believed it. Win. I never should have believed in him. He was the terrible. Power, with the power of a singular, singular win, singular win, one win, win. 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 And, and it just completely <laughs> flips the fan base upside down. I love it. That's why my content is about. Like I, I post one of that in my skit on um Sunday. I, you know, like it's I kind of like try to put a mirror to the Saints fans so they can see themselves, like and get a laugh and relatability out of it, like all week. Oh, I'm done with the Saints, man. Fire everybody. <laughs> Bullshit. Next thing you know, we go up 14, and it's like, hell yeah. Oh, shit. We're back. We're we, back. We, we technically number one in the NFC South. Shit, it's right there for us. Let's go take it. We're the best team in the NFC South. And it's just like, it's the 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 so beauty true. of fanaticism, it's man. So true. It, it's literally why this shit so more true. than the game, bro. It's literally so, is why that. I love it. So, so tell the people how to find you on Twitter, how to get it, how to get at this shit more than a game t-shirt. I got to sweep the world. How here's a question for you. If you don't have to answer it specifically if you don't want to, but I feel like it's killing it. I see people sharing it all over social media. Have you like have you where's the like craziest place you had to like ship one of these? Uh Australia. So oh! at Australia, I've had Mexico, Canada, like I've had a lot of international which is amazing, right? Like it some is. humbling, some humbling shit, man. Um it's it, I'll tell you, it is. Inc- like because we have our little boot we have our little things we should it's incredible hum- humbling when i'm like i gotta ship this to new zealand like there's a right, there's a person right, right. like you know but it, but it makes you it doesn't it make you feel special that like a person like far off in the land is like that this shit more than a game it connects to me in some reason some way i want it even though i'm halfway across the world I'm I'm eternally grateful. Uh, thank God every day for the success that I've had. I'm not going to act like I'm the biggest content creator out there, but for what I've built in three years, essentially, like I am eternally grateful. Um, now I did a lot though. Like as great as those uh, countries shipping it out to have been, I've also had like two artists in Georgia, and that just makes me smile that people are wearing that shirt <laughs> close to the uh, Atlanta area. So I love that. Um, <laughs> um, 
it's been great. The and I have to be talking to the merchandise aspect of it, Ralph, because I just have a very um behind the uh, jokes and giggles. Like I'm very passionate about what I do, but I'm also very hard. And I have like a high threshold of what I feel like is success. So uh, a lot of people, my wife, my family, all that was like, you need to eventually start doing merch. And I'm like, I'm just not big enough as a creator or figure people. to think that, you know, any type of John O'Bone shirt uh, will oh, work. Man. And uh, then, you know, this shit more than the game started taking off. And I finally got talking to it this offseason. It's been the success of it has been above and beyond what I thought it would be. Um, and I'm grateful for everybody who either wears the shirt and buys it or who even just like gives it to me on Twitter. Sometimes like when you see people who don't even follow you, though, that like, doesn't even follow me. And they're saying in the Saints replies on one of their tweets or the Pelicans reply or LSU. Yeah, this shit more than a game. And I'm like, damn, this is like really like a thing now. That's awesome. And again, it's for the fans, by the fans. So I'm glad they love it. At John O'Bonds on every platform that you can think of. And to make it extremely easy for fans, the website to buy the shirt. It's two two links. It'll take you to the site. Johnobarnes.com or even better, this shit more than a game.com. There you go. It'll be John folks. The greatest price of all time. You can get this shirt. Not only in this color scheme way, but you got purple and gold. You got That's right. red and navy blue. You got red. You got uh green and blue. And we got a lot of color schemes. We got some future ones coming up, so be on the lookout for it. It's, it's a great shirt. This shit more than the game.com, folks. $28.03. That's right. And it'll be, you can click on the link in the description of this podcast wherever you're seeing it, or if you're listening to it. And listen, Jono, you're coming back week 17 when it's Saints Falcons. I got to do it with the whole crew. I got to do it with the whole crew. Yeah, you got you got to come on back. I tell Andrew off. I got some shit I got to tell him. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I may need you because I say that it'll be fun and exciting. But part of me, like Saints Falcons for the NFC South, like part of that would really scare me. Like, oh, it's gonna be stressful as hell. It's gonna be stressful as oh. hell. I remember, I remember in 2017, like we were real close to a Saints Falcons. Oh, dude! And I was like, I want that, but I was telling but everybody, I, I was like, dude, I was like, I just can't. I, the thought, never mind the dog, the Falcons winning the NFC South. Like the dog, the Falcons winning the NFC Championship and the Superdome in 2017 would have been. Mm. Well, I would have lost a lot of sleep that week. I would have lost a lot I, of sleep. Dude, I just... Whew, I kind of wanted it in my lifetime. I was like, I want to say Falcons NFC Championship game, but I'm like, do I really want it? Do you really <laughs> want it? Because, like, here's like, the, because here's the thing. It's 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 probably like a one-shot deal. Like, it's you get you get one shot at it. Like, so if you lose, they, done, hold, it over, yeah. they hold it over you forever. Right, and, right. Um, and so... But but you're coming back. I, I, I feel like... I, I will. I feel like... Either the Saints are going to get on a roll and it's going to be a great second half, or it's just going to be you making gold-plated content every week of Dennis Allen, pack up your shit and get out of here. Like I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be middle ground. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be one, one or the other. Like extreme. I'm, I'm expecting middle ground, but I'm ready to take whatever. Hopefully, wins or no losses, fans. <laughs> I try to make my content enjoyable. I try to make it that people can get a laugh out of it because law knows our oh, teams dude. we deserve some laughs no matter what. So hopefully, wins or losses, people will enjoy the content. And Ralph, I definitely would love to come back, especially oh, yeah. if it comes down to week 18. Just pray for me that I survive in Minnesota because yeah. I might be acting an ass in Minnesota, yeah. especially yeah, if we win Sunday. Oh, I'm going now, you know, because Minnesota Woo! fans are got a hard on for us for whatever oh, reason. Two, so. two, two wins in a row, we become unbearable. Like, oh, yeah, we can forget be, about it. So, 
Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay my bond money because I'm sure one fan ain't going to like it and it might cause some shit. But hey, it's shit more than a game. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That's that's John O'Barnes. Go to johnobarnes.com. Follow him on social media. You know where to find him. He's amazing. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the show. And until next week, and until next time, the bar is closed.